Yes, you thought you got rid of us, eh? You thought you knew us. You thought you could just come on back every other Friday and we'd be there waiting for you. Nope. Right? Because we're, rule we, breakers. we're feeling underappreciated <laughs> and you didn't even text. No one even texted us. Ugh. Listen, the sewer pipes underneath my house <laughs> broke. Yeah, there were actual technical difficulties. I could not use the water. This was December 31st. And then I had to move out of my house for 17 days. Right back to beautiful, sunny Haddon Heights, New Jersey. What a town, folks. Beautiful town. I mean, my parents were very nice letting me stay there. I stopped by one night. We uh, had wines and cheeses. All of the cheeses. What is the formage? It was like, you know what? It was nice. It was like, it was, I felt like I was there for a holiday, but it was just like on a Wednesday, I stopped by to just like say hello. But you know, when you're like, oh, where's that thing that I, oh, it's at my house, which I'm not at. It's like, oh, you oh, know, live, oh, yeah, being stuck like to away put on from the, your house, you know, yeah. I'd like to get that sweatshirt on. Oh, I don't, I don't have that. Did not pack that just in my Just being outside of your zone. Cases. <laughs> anyway. Oh, it sucks being out of your zone, but it also helps you grow, right? Mm-mm. What did you like? I, did you guys have like a I'm magical family moment at any point? Um, no, you know, there was like di- with dinner moments. Yeah. Th- those are always magical. With like a twinkle in your dad's eye sort of thing. That was a high twinkle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. There was a lot of twinkling eyes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're back in Philly now and we can record. And uh, we're sorry we're, we're a week late. But it's good. It's good for us to have to want. It's nice to have a surprise vacation that you for like feels like didn't happen. It, which is, it's not an enjoyable vacation, <laughs> right? When's the last time you went on vacation? You were like, I enjoy this. No, it's like it's like if somebody's like the difference between someone giving you a week vacation mm-hmm. before the week or yeah. after the week. It's that kind of different. That is, and that is <laughs> right. It. Yeah, be like. You know, like you got the week vacation from the show, but you didn't get to like relax. Uh uh-uh. uh. Right. And I felt even more rushed for this show than ever because I don't know what happened. See, that's why we have to stay this on why, every two weeks. This is why sea animals die. Marine animals. <laughs> you take them out of their what they're used to. Oh yeah. And you know, seals' brains start to flip out. And they freak out. And they Absolutely. start to, you know, swim against the wall of the, the pool. We need, they're being held captive. We need to ha- without our purpose, we are crazy seals bashing our heads against the wall. Thank you. That's, I, that is the metaphor I was hoping you I know. You that's, that's what, I get it. But it's also science. There's also <laughs> science in, it involved. Is, it's a thick document. Too. So anyway, thank you for, you know. Dealing with the technical difficulties. Uh, hey, we have a monster contest in process right now. As some of you know. If you listened to the last Doobie Monster episode, we said, hey, if you draw a Doobie Monster logo, it does. It can be simple. It's just on a, you know, we don't, wanna, we don't want to... Um, you're not going to win because you're good. You're going to win <laughs> by random choice. It's a random raffle and you win a monster board game. But it's nice to just show, and we're going to show your art too. Yeah, but we've already had some amazing entries, and uh, one of them in particular, one of them, (laughs) way perfecto, you just mixed 
Well, hold on. I think you mixed two different languages. <laughs> I was just being no, no, redundant. No, 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 no. Very, no, no, no. Actually, maybe very right. perfect. <laughs> no, I think that's that makes sense. There we'll have to check with our professionals. Two well, notable candidates. We got one that we already showed off on the Instagram from our friend Katie at nudeandloitering.com. The Mothman, don't uh, do be a monster. Like the, one of those like melty peg things, whatever those are called. Yeah. Iron. It looks, it's amazing. It yeah. rules. Yeah, very cool. And then our good friend Mira from right here in South Philly. That's right. Drew us an amazing do be a monster. Well, it, it, she didn't draw it, right? It's, oh, like she a, it's watercolor? It. Is yeah, it watercolor? Yeah, it looks like watercolor. I haven't seen it in person yet. So. Water chalk. But there's a moon in there, and there's Some an eyeball, eyeballs, monster so hand. Great. That's going to be going up, too. And you looking at those pictures out there, if you were kind of like, I don't know if I should join the contest, you're going to look at these two submissions, and you're going to be like, that's what I needed to spur <laughs> me on. And then you just, <laughs> you fucking submit something. <laughs> Anyway, Just, you know you, that's what's gonna happen in your brain. And you can win this this uh, monster board game. Albert's tried it to is play hard. it. He said it's baby. very hard. Oh baby, <laughs> it is hard. Yeah, me and Hannah took it to the Poconos uh, two weekends ago, and we were like, you know, lots of time at the Poconos house to to figure out this game. And I knew it was gonna be a big game, but man. You had to pop out like first of all like a hundred and fifty little cardboard games. Dude, game that is pieces. a lot. I wouldn't I don't really like games anyway. But, I don't no. even like simple games. Well, here's the thing. It's not it, a game should be fun, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I don't know if this qualifies as a game. But it is rough. But this is also what we're raffling <laughs> off. <laughs> so if, if that in maybe but, that kind of game of interest. It's you. beautiful, the detail, the carvings and the figurines mm -hmm. so nice all of the there a lot of thought was put into this game yeah and we applaud and it's beautiful all that effort but it is hard as fuck <laughs> to play well listen maybe you can come up with simpler instructions like look at all the pieces in the board and be like i'm gonna make a new game yes. based on what the materials i have yes. here and then you can kind of tell us a better way to play it. Okay. So whoever wins this contest, mm -hmm. then you start the next <laughs> contest where everyone takes those board games and makes new games out of them. Yeah. You could probably make like 12 regular board games from the pieces of this game. Then perfect. That I that just means if you were, hey, I'm into this raffle. And then all of a sudden you're like, actually, I don't want to win this raffle. And now you're thinking, hey, maybe it's a, there's an interesting thing we can do with the pieces. Right. You cut it up. And distribute it to the uh, Don't Be a Monster fan club. And it, anyway, the contest probably still sounds appealing. Thank you, Albert, for sharing those details with us. Okay. Wait, I believe our audi audience is, on the whole, smarter than me. Probably not as smart as you, but like somewhere, you know what I mean? Like, well, I bet if you tested the game, it would have gone smoother. You're better at games than me. Historically, always. All right. Right. That's a fact, but Jack. This, this it's not felt an opinion. More like learning. Well, that sounds that like a terrible like, game. That seems right up your alley. Okay, but that doesn't sound fun at all. But you love it's to already learn. so hard. No, I don't. Oh come on, Mister Master's Degree. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It's so stupid. He's always waving Dude. in my face. <laughs> oh my god, it's not true. <laughs> 
Listen. Call me when you're a doctor, then I'll be impressed. Okay. All right. All right. Next up of the show. Real cool. <laughs> you're so kidding. cool. I know. I it's you. so annoying. Oh, come on. The reason this <laughs> stupid podcast is called Don't Be an Idiot is because we're both idiots. We don't, we can't remember that anything. That is true. That is true. Listen, the major point is we cannot remember anything. No. And not only can we remember the origin stories of words and phrases, we don't know the origin stories of words and phrases. We That's don't. That's being double dumb. Like, even if we did know where it came from, we're too stupid to remember that we know it. That is for sure. This is like, this almost seems like something like we went into the future and created this show so that we could like try to access it to remember things. And now we... All, then we'll have access to all of those old memories. It's like, hey, where did, um, you know, uh, <laughs> any, any anything that we did in the last 55 episodes? Come on, one idiom. <laughs> Who said it? Oh, mumbo jumbo. It's the only one I can ever effing remember. All right. Even if you turn a blind eye. Cut of your jib. Okay, right. That was one of yours. Anyway. <laughs> We're recording these origin stories so we can remember them and access those later. Right. If we need to. And now you are a second person narrative or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> second right. person narrative? <laughs> I don't know. Expository. What? You're talking mumbo jumbo. That's see? Nonsense. It's a bit. It's a bit. Oh. All right. All right. So one other thing we wanted to say. A couple things. Uh, let's just move. Yeah, skip let's that skip, one. Yeah, skip that one. Um, Patrick? My brother-in-law, Patrick, is now the commanding officer of a naval ship. So. Boom. Con- first of all, congratulations. That's amazing. And that's a, we're, that's and we're amazing. friends with him, and he listens to this show. That is amazing. To, to have the patience, you know, to be like 100, 200, 300 days out at sea and just be like, and I did save that Don't Be an Idiom episode. I'm going to throw that on. Dude, to have the confidence mm-hmm. to go out on a naval ship and to not be able to look up at someone else and be like, what do you think we should do? <laughs> he has to He has to know what to do and he has to look like he knows <laughs> what to do. And even if, if he's a, that's a wicked curveball. Yeah, he does. In a, in, a, in a butterfly's wing flutter, he could lose every piece of the, the other shipmates believing in him. He yeah. has to be a steely resolve. A steely resolve. <laughs> You're so right. Dude, can, can you imagine an I alien see... coming here and being like, show me a man, a human man, and one's Patrick and both of us, and they'd be like, it's kind of the same thing. No, it's not. Yeah, it's very similar to that. <laughs> that was quite a rant, Al. That Dude, was... He is the fucking man, is what I'm saying. I would, and he's got a great sense of humor. He likes us, and he likes horror and sci-fi, and you know, he's he's building coffin bookshelves, right? Which he did for me. Yeah, the command. So I would just love to see you in that position. Six hours. I want to see you. Me. Yeah. The just, ship is underwater, first of all. In six hours. It is down, 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 down. Oh, my God. And, and I, I took all of the lifeboats. Yeah. <laughs> By accident? The most or? dishonorable disgrace ever. 
Jeez. All right. Well, I hope it would be better than that. But anyway, <laughs> good luck, Pat. That's really cool. Yo. Yo, go get him, Pat. And we're still, we crossed the line for our 50th episode. You all heard the extravaganza, right. but we'd still like to get snuck onto a ship so we can cross the line. And now's the time. Well, that was definitely the time. Yeah. Maybe like, like, oh, these two toilet repairmen. Right. They're we, called plumbers. Yeah, we could do a bit. <laughs> these two plumbers are going to stay with us for the... Yeah. And, and then, then we just get into the pipes. And then, like, the other sailors are like, Captain, that's out. not really usually how it works. It's like, usually we just do it. Like, I need these two <laughs> foreign plumbers <laughs> because I want to disgrace them <laughs> because America is number one. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm imagining, like, are we from Italy or what? <laughs> like, yeah, we yeah. have Italian yeah, accents. Yeah. Thick, yeah. We don't understand We're, English, or <laughs> we just we they, we got a we are suspicious looking. Okay, the crowd likes to see us go down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, congrats, man. And it's awesome, dude. We're gonna we're gonna move to the next part of the show. Okay, this is a. <laughs> <laughs> and nice job, Stephanie, on the cow. <laughs> and congratulations, Steph. You're a cow now. It's if a, you don't know about the cow, it's a go commanding look it officer's up. wife. Commanding officer's wife. Duh. Which, hey, that's a, and again, amazing. That's a, but I'm saying it's it's phrase origin stuff. You know, like everything where the cow comes. We get from? it it's all. all everything about the that you can say is ours. So this is a podcast. It is about the origin stories of words and phrases. We're each going to guess the origin story of um, each other's phrase, and then the other person will be like. Here's what you needed to know. And you can revisit this memory yes. whenever you <laughs> in want. In the future. In the future. Now, first, though, we got to play the game to see goes, who goes first. All right. What do you have for us? We've got the Marlboro Poker Dice. Got this as a Christmas poker gift dice. from my roommates. Okay. And uh, it is. it was like a Marlboro giveaway, you know, Marlboro cigarettes, you know. And... Uh, all you had to do was buy two packs, and then they would give this to you. You didn't even have to mail away for it, right? All right. And it's just poking on dice. Okay, so you're going to roll first? Yeah. Now, you're supposed to get three rolls. Let's just do one. One roll. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I feel like they're going to go everywhere. Ho. Oh. How are you supposed to remember? I see two fives. Mm -hmm. mm, king high. All, two fives king high. All okay. you need to do is beat two fives. And that should be easy. <laughs> it was a very bad roll, people. Oh, you already won. What are those two nines? Um, you have two sevens. Oh, man, I couldn't even see that. Okay. And that already beats me because I only had two fives. Right. So, Ryan wins, so he gets to go first. Okay. Show me what you got. Listen, I like that in these situations, you don't act like my toady, you know? And you just kind of, you're on your own guy. Toady. Yeah. Yes. I've heard of this before. That's like a, that's like a sidekick, right? Did you say sidekick? Yeah, like a sidekick. Similar. It's another word for being a flatterer or someone who is 
um, showing servile obedience, excessive eagerness to please. Yeah, like a like, like a yes. kiss, kiss ass, like a kiss brown ass. noser. Yeah, good, like a kiss ass or a brown noser. Or that exactly. guy that handles Voldemort, right? Isn't he like Voldemort? Yeah, he's like he's like you, you're beautiful. Your heart, where's your nose? Yeah, he's a real. That's a really good example right? of a toady. Yeah, good. Right. So what do you think? So Albert's going to guess the origin oh, of Toadie. That's tough. And I know that this is more of like an etymological thing. Like this is the history of the word as opposed to the origin of the phrase. But there is some idiomatic things that are associated with it. So, Oh, man. Okay. A Toadie. Hmm. Wow. This is hard actually <laughs> <laughs> well you can take a second to think about I know, it I'm gonna think. <laughs> how could i make that be like real life <laughs> um let's go back to the good old days let's go to the when was the sandlot was that like the 50s or the 20s sandlot oh good question well babe ruth was alive so it would have been the or what probably the 50s right maybe the 50s because I think it was like Babe Ruth had known. Because they knew they knew of Babe Ruth. Right, 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 right. He'd had a good run already. Right, right, right. All right, I'm okay. I'm and James I'm, Earl Jones actually maybe met him, maybe met Babe Ruth right. back in the day in real life. All right, too. so fifties. Let's say fifties. <laughs> that did happen in real life. James Earl Jones met Babe Ruth. Wow, and that's why he was inspired to be a part of the Sandlot. <laughs> He insisted. He's like, like this is literally no, something that happened in my life. <laughs> you got to put it in. <laughs> That's as low as your voice goes. Okay, so what do you think the origin is? Something about <clears throat> right, the 50s? So in the 50s, yeah. Yeah. So um, there is this kid in Minnesota, and he's a redhead, and his name's Reggie. Mm-hmm. And like him and his him and his friends, they're always like going out, like they're doing like kid stuff, playing stickball, and you know, like running through the creek, and yeah, getting soda pops and stuff. Like it sounds a like a old, Stephen King novel, like the yeah. beginning of a Stephen yeah. King novel. Yeah, and uh, he had a little brother named Brody, and he and it is it's very Stephen King because like mm. he, he had a crew, but you know, like sometimes in those movies, and there's always the younger brother, and even though everyone acts like they don't like him that much, they let him he's part of the along. gang, yeah, 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 like just give him a hard time. But I'm sure it's annoying too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Brody's kind of like one of those. So they like and and obviously Reggie gets annoyed by Brody always being around, even though he loves him. Long story short, one time they were out doing something through the woods. Switchbacking, I think it's mm-hmm. called. Okay. And, <laughs> Go ahead. And they kept going through the really, the deep rapids to try to throw off Brody. And he slips down in the water. And when he comes up, bloop, classic frog on the head. Oh. Just like a cartoon. <laughs> And they're like, Tony Brody, Tony Brody, stop being such a Tony Brody. <laughs> Tony Brody. All right, because he and, pops out of the water and there's a toad on top of his no, head. He's always like, he's always like, I want to be like my brother. I yeah, want to be like right. my brother, brother. I like you so much. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. So, you know, and then they set it down in town and it's on the marquee. Yeah. Because it's a prank. 
And so Tony kind of means little brother, like a little you know, like natty a, like brother. Like a little, yeah, like a your little brother. You like they because they admire you so much. Sure, even if they're not saying it. Yeah. So then you know, like you call it that, and then now you get to be grown ups, and you'd be like, "Hey, get out of here, Tony!" Like, but yeah. like, he's your little guy, and he wears one of those leather caps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cigar. I get that. <laughs> yeah. Billy Club. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I get it. You're a toady. You're a toady. Yeah. All right, great guess. It's terrible. How would that ever get into the lexicon? <laughs> it might. It was an isolated incident. Well, I'll tell you what. I know we're far from a Christmas episode, but um, we were watching The Christmas Story. Oh, A Christmas Story. The classic Ralphie. Classic. You know? And he is narrating and the narrator the two bullies come on to the screen yes. for the first time and there's that really really short one and the yes. tall ginger yeah right and so the narrator says something like i forget their names i didn't i forgot to write it down but it was like you know him and his his toady and then it was, the other kid came out yes i was like toady and i'm like there's because the kid kind of looks like toady because he's like sort of yeah, Squat, no. I think and he's that's got like what a flat I was cap. kind of channeling. I th- well, that's why I was your I guest was kind of reminded me of that. Think of like where I heard that term. Yeah, so I was like, is it is it the nickname for the the character? And then I was like, I can, no, I guess I've heard of Toadie. So then I started looking it up and I liked it. And so the word Toadie, and this is why I said it was it is kind of an idiom, is because it's short for Toad Eater. Okay, and toad to- and Toad Eaters were really popular in the days of when there were like carnivals or fairs and there would be like a quack doctor, you know, yeah. pitching some, you know, potion or elixir that's supposed to, okay, you know, like heal you. Yeah, like a uh, snake oil salesman. Precisely, yeah, which yeah. we've done. Cha-ching. So this snake oil salesman or quack doctor or a mountebank, have you ever heard of a mountebank? I don't believe I have. It's like a word I kept coming across for someone who's like in this position. Mount Bank. Mount Bank. And uh, mm-hmm. wait, shit, what was I saying? Quack doctors came to the carnival and then... Gotcha. All right. So these these shysters would say, you know, hey, I have this this elixir or this potion and hey, do you have bubonic plague? This will fix it. Or hey, do you have like typhus you know or whatever um spanish flu it's a cure-all and they'll they'll say exhibit a and they'll have a toad eater and the toad eater was just a guy who is working for the quack doctor Mm -hmm. and he's like basically is going to make himself appear sick or do something and then he'll be healed by this quack doctor and then whoa like they would have somebody be like, "This guy's sick right here," and then they put like a dropper in his mouth, and he's like, "And I'm revitalized before the crowd." <laughs> right, and did that's they like, do that? Yeah, so that's insane. And in the what, if, like the 17th and 18th centuries, they would have a guy eat a toad because it was believed, and it, it's kind of true, <laughs> is that <laughs> if you if you ate the toxins that uh, toads secrete from their skin, yeah. You'll get really, really sick. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it's it's a disgusting substance that comes out of the toads. That like, whatever. It's. <laughs> Ew! You have to swallow a toad, and it's it's you just it, lick it. It's described as milky. 
Ew. <laughs> the taste of the toad? The toxins that come out of it look like that. Oh, man. That thing is just going in your stomach alive. So the, the toady will swallow this. That's terrible. And then everyone's like, well, it, it's going to kill him because it's toads are poisonous. And yeah. then the, you know, the, the doctor will, or the whatever you want to call it, Mountebank would serve or, or, or give this potion to the, the guy who just swallowed the toad. Oh my God. And then he like lives and he's fine. Everyone's like, it works. I'm going to buy some. Dude, that's crazy to think that like, first of all, that it, that it actually is a poisonous toad. You'd be like, every damn toad is going to kill you. <laughs> like, it's funny, like thinking of old timey science, you know? And yeah. two, um, to think like, well, there's nothing more powerful than a poison toad, and that means it will fix everything that is less powerful in yeah. any sort of way. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. I love that thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I would be right up front with my currency of the time. Well, if you swallowed a toad, that is the best. But the thing is that, so there's these Victorian scientists who were testing stuff with toads. They bit on them and they tried to swallow them. Jesus. And they wanted to know, you know, what is the extent of the threat that toads pose for us? So they would experience immediate unbearable symptoms like shooting pains in the head, numbness of lips and tongue, uncontrollable flow of saliva, delirium, nausea, juddering heart, and chest pains. Jeez. So that's from eating toads. Uh-huh. And that's where your idiom comes from. <laughs> yeah, well, the, that the, fucking rule. The character in man. question here is the guy on stage in the 16 and 1700s swallowing the toads. And so there's one theory that these toads only secrete these toxins if it's under threat, right? Sure. But if you are like oh. a toad trainer in a way, you know, you spend time with it, you <laughs> make it comfortable. comfortable with you. Precisely. Yeah. And that way they could place them in the mouth without, <laughs> you know, without any funny business whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, you pamper the toad. That toad would not even begin to think about secreting a milky white substance. The point is that it wouldn't be alarmed because it's used to you. Because so, it lives in your mouth for about eight to ten hours a day. So this could be what is called the art of toad eating. Wow. Wow. So, the first mention was 1625. So this is going back. That is that is way farther back than I thought. And if you have a pre-existing heart condition, it could kill you. Swallowing <laughs> so, But also, you should live on the edge. <laughs> right. Live it on the edge. <laughs> right. Q Aerosmith, ruined day. That is nice. <laughs> All right, so I just wanted to give you some fun facts because that's it. That's where Toadie comes let's, from. Let's Toad go. Eater. Very nicely done. I bumped into apple polisher as a synonym for Toad Eater. Hmm. What do you think that means? Apple polisher. Well, uh, do you have to lick the apple? No. 
<laughs> and that's like licking boots, maybe. <laughs> no, it's it's a callback to when students would give teachers apples. Oh, fuck, teachers pet. Right. So. Damn it, dude. I'm. I should have got that one. I so. am a teacher. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just comparing like the teacher's pet to the wow, toady. Yeah, that's perfect. So they're sucking up, you know. Yeah. Um, also, this word "mountebank" uh, is comes from the Italian "montambanco," hmm. which is a phrase "monta in banco," which means climb on the bench, which is something that a charlatan would have to do if they were going to be announcing if they're like a um, a snake. Snake oh, oil uh, salesman. Yeah. They got to get onto the platform so that people can hear the pitch. And so they're called mountebanks. Perfect. Which is like Italian for, you know, climb on the bench. Or you could go to Mount Bank <laughs> at midnight. Spooky. Spooky. I think maybe I talked about that too much. Did I? <laughs> no, it's good. No, no. Okay. And this is the last thing uh, quacks. Quack doctors. What's a quack? It's like a, yeah, like a doc. That's what they say. Yeah, he's a quack. He's like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. He's just, he's just selling pills. Yeah, that don't do anything. Right. This actually comes from a Dutch word. And the Dutch word is quacksalver. Hmm. And it means a seller of nostrums or like medical cures for secretive origins. Hmm. So they, the Dutch have a, have a word for that, quacksalver. And so they think... And they're cool with it? Who's or cool is it like it? a warning? <laughs> <laughs> like, are they like, it's just what we calling. love the quacksalvers? <laughs> <laughs> or like so many fun ideas about how to stop being sick? Or is it like, watch out for those quacksalvers? <laughs> I think it's more like... This is what they're called, just like we have... But you don't want to believe in them, right? Right. No, it's no, a no. negative term, is what I mean. There's some... You can, you can spin it with a negative connotation. negativity, right? You don't want to be one. I... But... I don't... I'm... Some people I'm need hope. Some people need hope. Right. And they'll pay any price for it. Well, and then in a way, you're helping them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Right, so... Seems pretty good. And quacks would usually be born out of... The fact that they were too low of a class and they couldn't get into these fancy, you know, uh, doctor schools of the times because yeah. they were super limited. Yeah. So then they'd be like, all right, I'm just going to teach myself medicine. I really want to learn. But no, <laughs> you know, it's like, like, I don't gonna, think anyone yeah. would really pay much attention to me at all. It's like, am I hey, such a great big piece of shit? You can't even look me in the eye and let me study this. All right. I'm just going to do it myself. Wait, you want my paperwork? Look here. Look, look here. <laughs> yeah so they would end up you know becoming quacks because they're like all right fine i'm just gonna do this on my own you know what though they're probably a lot cheaper than a regular doctor so yeah you know people that can't afford a regular doctor mm -hmm. would you rather have a the worst doctor in the world <laughs> yeah. or the best quack in the world um I'm going best quack. I'm going best quack. Right? Because yeah. he's trying to break the ceiling. <laughs> Precisely. Great. Worst doctors going to be like, well, I'm already the worst. What could happen? Anyway, listen, don't be a toady. Don't. I won't. Spend your time with toadies. You know, they're just toad eaters. And that's gross.
And that is cool and weird, too. So listen, we'll be right back after this musical, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, a little break. Or a little, little time. Uh, sejour, a little sejour. Sejour. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little sejour. Right back. established we're both equally stupid man i'm kidding it's a bit it's a bit listen another uh new bit is ritz crackers are so good dude that is an old fucking bit ritz crackers are the best what is that flavor it's like someone invented the ritz flavor they're like it's like it's it's artificial butter but it's somehow better than real butter it's like a toasted butter, uh, sea salt butter. I don't know. It is like a cloud mm-hmm. with a dusting of butter, cheese, and salt. <laughs> right. It is. Ooh, I love a Ritz cracker. And there is someone responsible. They're like, and we've used a lot of <laughs> unorthodox methods to make a cracker, but and keep this it is what they taste safe. like. <laughs> Secret recipe saying. This is what they taste like. And you're just like, poof. It's like a salted, buttery, salty. (laughs) (laughs) He puts it in the Pope's mouth and he's like, thy will be done. (laughs) Oh my God. The Ritz Crackers Eucharist is... (laughs) Very funny. There would be that's the thing. More people would go to church if you got a fresh Ritz. I love. I'd love if because of like the COVID cargo crisis, churches were not getting Eucharist. No, yeah, from whatever, you know. Yeah. I'm sure now they go on a website to order Eucharist. Right? Oh they, God! They de- like, isn't it crazy that you can go on a website and order a bunch of like communion? I would like anyway. to see the CEO of that company. That is, he's they rolling. Are it. We should. Fucking hanging our from own the communion company. In a brown suit. Our own Eucharist yes. company. Yes. Eucharist for you. <laughs> yes. For the little man. Why yo Eucharist? <laughs> but what I was gonna say was just imagine, you know, you run out of Eucharist and you're like, all right, we've got to use the Ritz crackers. <laughs> and the altar boy's like, what do we gotta do, Father? <laughs> the Ritz crackers. This is a huge stash under my bed. We're out of Eucharist, baby. <laughs> and then they just pass Everyone, them off, and everyone's too nervous to say that it isn't 
are you a Reds? Play it cool. <laughs> but it's because of the the cargo crisis, you know. No one can get their deliveries. Dude, whatever. People would love it. Uh-huh. And here's the other thing about Reds. It's one of the well. It is such a fine original product. <clears throat> where every once in a while, I'll try like more than the, a wheat thin or a triscuit though. What? Well, that's why I want to. I want to hold that thought. The the original Reds is so good, right? And so like, you put it in some tomato soup, or mm, this is good, you know. But they make the flavored kinds, right? Every once in a while, I'll try like a garden veggie, mm. or like I think they have stuff with like bacon or something okay. like that in there. And those are good flavors. Yeah. But like, it's like going home having a Ritz, you know? Yeah. An original flavor Ritz. Like, it's, it's, I can't even imagine modifying the flavor at all. It's crazy. It's slow mo diving into a can of Campbell's tomato soup. It is exactly that. Ugh. And there is no work tomorrow. <laughs> and probably not the day after that either. <laughs> That's something special. Anyway, uh, we're, we'll be right back after this musical break. <laughs> we'll come back with... <laughs> Wait, we already did the break. I know, we'll do another break. Okay. Oh, you have to go to the bathroom, right? All right, welcome back. That was the Ritz Cracker segment. It's going to be a new, new weekly segment on this show where we spend... 12 minutes talking about Ritz crackers. (laughs) And we're back. I could easily do 24. So your idiom for the day. (laughs) What's your idiom? Well, now that it's my turn, I'll go because I'm ready. My idiom for you is double nickels. Bubble nickels? Oh, I come on, I pronounce the D. Double nickels. Oh, double nickels. Yes. Oh, that's the beer that we're drinking right now. And I slipped it in. You sneaky. whoops a do. Sneaky son of a bitch. That's my idiom. Double nickels. Oh, so, yeah, this is an idiom, I guess. Yeah. You guess. Yeah. <laughs> I've never really thought about it. I, well, I've never used it. Well, you learn to think more? I don't even. College okay. boys. <laughs> By the way, Albert also went to college. Yeah, but I, I sucked oh, at it. Okay, well. <laughs> um, Actually, if it wasn't for my friend Kim, I would have definitely failed college. Yeah, thank you, Kim. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> she does not listen. <laughs> she might hate me, actually. I don't, I'm going to send her a nice flower, an edible arrangement. Okay, so double nickel is the idiom. Sorry for our time together in college. We're square. Yeah, Albert thinks a thank you card can solve everything. I have yet to be proven wrong by a friend who left me. Um, so double nickel. I don't think I remember the meaning of this. Does it mean if something is... Uh, extra valuable or you make something uh, hmm. like I don't know like it's like a double handshake like two handshakes well, this, this so promise like a, is extra nickel yeah it's like you're backing up your original nickel right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah or coating the nickel in another coat of you're nickel like, this you know? is how much I care about this fucking nickel I'm coating it in a coat of nickel 
<laughs> yeah, precisely. And you know what? I'd like to make a, a, a burger nickel out of it. I'll put a bun mm. on top too. So now it's three nickels. I'll put a bun on this nickel. But that's too much. Man. That would be a triple nickel. Ah, oh, that sounds delicious. And we're not going that high today. <laughs> Is that what it means? Uh, I, I, what was, what did you land on there? <laughs> we just spent a minute talking about it. Oh, like an extra. Oh, okay. No, it's not. It's a, like a, a double. Mm-hmm. Okay. The what, meaning yeah. of double nickel is 55. Whoa. Happy did not know 55th that. episode, Ryan. Oh, <laughs> How did you sneak that? In. Dude, I double That's, snuck in it on you. I, I gave know. you been d- drinking double nickel beers all night. And it's the 55th episode and it means 55? Well, bam. Yeah. I want to know. Just call in if you knew that already. If you I knew that definition him, already. I got him. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, so that's the meaning. Mm-hmm. 55. Oh, shit. Origin? How do you originate a number? Hmm. And now Ryan's going to tell me what he thinks about my <laughs> idiom and how That's great weird. it is. Very weird to say. Weird thing to say. <laughs> All right. So my guess for uh, Double Nickel is there was, in the, the Deep South, a castor oil company hmm. called High Five Castor Oil. You could buy this in uh, Louisiana. You could buy it in Tennessee. Um, Yep. You know, uh, Kentucky. What else is down there? Kentucky Fried Chicken. (laughs) Did you say Tennessee? Yeah. Alabama. So you could buy High Five Castor Oil down there. And something very, I think it's interesting about this, but also it's interesting history, is that they came in these these kind of like you know cans. Mm. You know what I mean, like that. I know about cans that move like that, <laughs> like the tin cans. You know, and they're kind of yeah, sort of like they, a they sc- move. Yeah, <laughs> they don't move. It's like a can, but <laughs> but you're making it look like more like a box. It is. It's a boxy. You know those oh, little olive yeah, oil cans. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Those are cool. They're very cool. So they came in that one side of the can had a five on it. Because it's called the High Five Castor Oil Company. Wow. But it was identical on both sides. So there was a five. Right. right. <laughs> there's a five on one side, but since it's the same label, there's a five on the other side. Right. Okay. So even though it was called the High Five Castor Oil Company, when, you, when you're throwing it around, you're bringing I, it so to the line, like the, you yeah, see the two, guy, yeah. there's two fives, right? Right. It's like, I got... Five over here uh-huh. and a five uh-huh. over there. But don't don't charge me for two now. <laughs> well, incidentally, it also cost ten cents at the time. Well, then how could you go wrong? Very often, that would be you'd pay that with two nickels. Yeah, right. So if you don't have the dime, two nickels—that's double nickel. Double nickel. But also, you're paying for the high five castor oil, which is really wow. the fifty-five. You know, and that's the thing. Like people were just. Going to the store, buying that, flipping it around. Everyone's like, you know what I'm doing later. I'm drinking oil with my friends. 
<laughs> yeah. It's like a party oil. Right. But so, you know, two nickels to pay One for, dime. Yeah. you know, 55 oil. Wow, that's and good, man. That's it. Double nickel. That is quite good. But it is not the right answer. Mm -hmm. What is? The thing that I was holding back from you a little bit there was that it means 55 miles per hour. Really? Now, that was... To say something's double nickel means to say that it's going 55 miles per hour? You better believe it, bub. (laughs) (laughs) That's so specific. Why is there a phrase for that? Well, because truckers, they like to make up... It's like trucker slang. I didn't know it was trucker slang. Trucker slang. So, so they'll be like... That's the first thing you're teaching us. They'll thing. be like, yeah, boss, doing double nickels on the dime. And that is another thing. Like, I would see that sometimes as like an extended... Double nickels on the on dime. On the dime. And it was like Interstate 10 or something like that. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Having that's fun clever. with words. Having you know? fun, yeah. Yeah. Passing the time. <laughs> you're on the road. <laughs> what else are you doing? Except pissing in jugs. <laughs> Timmy... Yeah, to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we dive in, I just wanted to say the first time that I ever heard this idiom was way back in 2008 on the Alkaline Trio album, Agony sure. and Irony. Oh, great album. It's good. You know, it's not one of their biggest heavy hitters, but it is still solid. Mm-hmm. Alkaline Trio, I believe, is the most, they have just got longevity in the spooky punk kind of realm. Mm-hmm. They never I'd, need to stray. I'd, I'd put them up against any else, <laughs> yeah. anyone else. But anyway, um, there's the line. Here it is again. Stings like the first time. Seems it never ends. Double nickels on your dime. Mm. And, you know, it kind of is one of those things where it's like, I can't be sure that it was in 2008 that it really was like, what did he just say? <laughs> but I, I remember like paying attention to it, right? Mm-hmm. And then we went to Stefan Villa's daughter's second birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in Pensalkin, yeah. New Jersey, right? And afterwards, we're, all, we're doing, and the baby stuff's over. And then we're like, hey, there's a brewery over here. And it was the Double Nickel Brewery. That's where you, you so you saw the brewery itself before you saw the beers? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Man. I mean, yeah. I mean, I might have seen them on the shelves, but I didn't really like pay attention. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, sure. The brewery was right down the street from where we went, had the baby party. Okay. So we're sitting there, and at that time, I did the math, and me and you would have been doing this show already. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, double nickels, what does that mean, right? Yeah. And like, I think I looked it up then and there, and I remember it being something about the speed limit, yeah. and I was like, I don't really know if there's enough meat on the bone. Yeah. But you know, now... As everyone knows, as, as longer you go down the idiom line, sometimes you got to go for the scraps. Yeah. So I thought it was time, especially on the 55th episode. That's really good to know. Right? That's the backstory. Can you just say, would this be called like a double nickel episode or what? I think, yes. Yeah, so, and that's the thing. Like, you will see that later, uh, double nickel doesn't have to be about speed limits. Like, mm-hmm. la- they start using it to mean 55 other things too. Right, sure. And so, yes, this could be called our double nickel episode. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Oh, also, before I get started, he I hasn't felt started. like, <laughs> I, no, before I get really into it, 
Um, I had a different idiom plan for this episode. And it seemed like the universe was pushing me into this whole doing the double nickels thing, right? Yeah. And the the last hint that I got, that was like in retrospect, <laughs> the second to last hint, but it's it's confusing, was me and Katie went to see Licorice Pizza. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think this is a spoiler alert, but there's something to do with waterbeds in that movie. Okay. Did you see it? I haven't seen it yet, no. Kid wants to sell waterbeds, right? Yeah. yeah. And they go into the uh, the oil crisis that was going on during Nixon's term, uh, and they like that that was like the the waterbeds were made of petroleum and and all this stuff. So turns out that this idiom actually comes from the uh, the um, the wow, what was it called? Sorry, the the oil crisis, mm-hmm. the energy crisis. In 1973 oh, okay. with uh, President Nixon. So this is where it comes from. It's like the embargo. That's yeah. what it was. That's the word I was looking for. The, <laughs> the oil embargo. God. So I know I'm talking about like the, the uh, oil embargo. Uh, and that's why I just felt like seeing that in Licorice Pizza and the 55 and the Double Nickel and all, it all just kind of pushed me in this direction. But we'll come back to that. Um, where this all starts is on January 2nd, 1974, mm-hmm. President Richard Nixon signed into law the Emergency Highway Energy Conservation Act, where there was a national speed limit put on for 55 miles an hour as the max on all highways. Nixon did that? Yes. What an asshole. Dude, it's That's like... so annoying. Yeah, it's like... Man, not only are you not Kennedy, Kennedy would be cruising. He'd be like, well, I'm doing 175, uh, governor. You know? Yeah, he would totally be doing Driving that. with his feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Nixon comes in, he's like, oh, we're going to make it a lower speed. You know, it's like, and everything's gray. Yeah. And like, just go to work. But he's not a crook. Apparently not. <laughs> Anyway, this, that the reason that he enacted that was because mm. of the oil embargo. Mm. And there was this idea that cars at the time, their maximum fuel burning um, speed, yeah. like, the, the, like that's when they're like hitting their, <laughs> sing, hitting their prime. He's like, you drive a 55, you're, you're being energy conservant, you know? Right. So he's like- That's funny, a Republican president wanting to be, to conserve energy. He wants to conserve. <laughs> He wants his energy. <laughs> like a vampire wants to conserve your blood. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like part of the plan to try to like help America deal with that. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, so, President. Yeah. Uh, so Nixon. Nixon's setting the limit. I don't know. Listen, back in 1974, okay, so before 1974, uh, the individual states had the right to name the speeds. They would Mm -hmm. be like, on the highways, you can go as low as 40, as high as 80. Okay, that sounds about right. Sounds fun. But this is back in the the old days. This is pre-74. Going 70 in the old days? That would have been nice. Seven, I'm, ta- I'm talking 80. 80. I'm saying going up to 80. <laughs> going 80. And then you know you're pushing it. If you have a car that can do 80 in 1973. Then you're pushing it. You're, you're like 120. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Then Nixon came and chopped that all off. 
Yeah, Nixon. Yeah. The what thing else? is, is people... No, there's more. <laughs> Prior to all this, from 1950 to 1972, it's like everyone was just slurping up uh, foreign oil because they were getting it for really cheap. Yes, they just loved it. They were just like, whatever, man, fill her up, spill some on the <laughs> ground, drink it. Like, they were just like loving cheap uh, oil. They were just like yeah, gassing I can picture up that. those cars, it, I can see it so clearly. But we had a dependency on foreign oil. Yeah. So then, unlike was, today, uh, yeah, which is nice that it's <laughs> that things have moved on and we've all evolved. But then, in, this, this was in the Arab-Israeli conflict. Mm-hmm. This changed everything. Now, OPEC gets involved here, and I did not. I've heard OPEC before. I didn't know what it meant. And it's the Organization for Petroleum Exporting Countries. Ah, uh, yeah, I've never known. That. And they were just like. They were pissed because there was Arab members of the of OPEC that were like they were like everyone in the West that supports Israel in the Yom Kippur War. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like we're stopping you not you're not getting our oil anymore. Like yeah, it cuts cut it off. off. Yeah, so it's it's the USA, it's USA, Japan, and like a lot of Western Europe. So then they quadruple the oil prices. So people that were just like Sunday driving all around, just like loving life. Yeah, polluting. Right. Um, and so he had to put now they're all like, oh gosh, we can't get our gas. Yeah, and that was the crisis. That's yeah, that was the crisis. <laughs> People want they love that sweet, sweet gas. You couldn't get it. It's the good stuff. So basically, he's telling everyone to like monitor themselves. Like, don't you know? Don't drive if you don't have to. Yeah, like, it's like when a California governor's like, don't use your water for a few weeks, and yeah. everyone's like, and they yeah, just use it anyway. That will fix it all. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll be back (laughs) for the Second Amendment. Good reference. What a wacky world we live in. It's wacky, man. There's no (laughs) doubt in that. All right. So, so like everyone's freaking out. Um, We go into a recession and then Nixon's just like, all right, we got to put this speed limit law the thing they're like, we got to, we got to save that gas. So they're like 55s. That's it. Max. And you had to do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> Oh, he also said gas stations. I implore you after 9 PM on a Saturday night, stop selling gas. Oh, and then man. not at all on Sunday oh, until my. Monday morning. That would be, that would be infuriating. Said there was 90% compliance around the country. Different days. Dude, can you imagine? Ninety percent like, compliant anything today is gassing up horny teenagers yeah. like on Saturday night and all Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's your money right there. Yeah, that's all the good money. They should be saving, but they're just trying to bang and drive around drunk. The good the good old days, right? <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. Simpler times. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That's all right. That's a great image. So it comes from oh, that. Yeah. That's where it comes from. Huh. Oh, and then uh, they didn't repeal it until... How, how late do you think they repealed that? 85. Later. What? Yeah. What? Uh, yes. So when it's <laughs> well, when did speed limits go back to being ranges? Nineteen ninety-five. 
Holy shit. Dude, we were so young. But we were alive. I know. So we were like, I don't know. Oh, 12 being like, right. I guess we can well, only go 55. Right. And we don't pay attention to this kind of stuff. So I felt mm. like I wanted to ask my dad about that. But I bet like, I bet he didn't go on too many interstates either way. And plus he always never wants to drive faster than 55. So <laughs> you probably, he was my probably Nixon's only, advisor. Yeah, you want to go ahead and rate us lower that. You know, how, you know, I was Nixon's advisor. <laughs> Seriously, dad. You were Nixon's advisor? If yeah. my dad was Nixon's advisor. How do you think I got that speed limit? Down, down, down. And your mom still makes fun of me. My dad, I'll tell you what. You put him on any highway, he is all the way in the right lane, 10 miles below the speed limit, smoking a cigar. Loving it. Just windows down. He is... He is Mr. No Rush. Dude, he is in no fucking rush. <laughs> I would... Dude, I love it. I love it. I would kill to feel like I'm not in a constant rush. Dude, he, I, he, you know, he purposely leaves his phone. He just is like, well... <laughs> He's like, most of the time, this cigar ain't even lit, but it feels good. <laughs> I will light it when I'm good and ready. Well, that's something to aspire to. Man, what a guy. Again, put him next to us, and an alien's gonna be like, "What? <laughs> what These are both men. What happened here? This is a mess." Anyway, all right. So double nickel. All right. So double nickel means fifty-five miles an hour. All you truckers out there, bring it back on the horn. <laughs> wah, wah. Great. So we got some fun facts coming. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're done. Well, done the main part oh, of the story. All right, what are some of your fun facts? As part of the energy crisis, it wasn't just oil. And in 1973, mm-hmm. just after Thanksgiving, President Nixon, mm-hmm. he says, this year, no Christmas lights. <laughs> what an asshole. Dude, what a bummer. <laughs> no Christmas lights and <laughs> no speed. And no, and no speed. I personally love the idea of speeding through a bunch of Christmas lights. <laughs> a Christmas lights lined street. That's what makes you zoom in past a you. liberal snowflake. You want them fast, fast Christmas lights. Dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. That year, some people did it. Some people didn't do it. For example, the Rockefeller Center tree. Fucking A. Right? Show them. They actually just diminished uh, their lights by 25%. So they took away 25% of the lights <laughs> and they kept the tree lit for 25% for less of the time. Good for them. Yeah, but that's kind of like, I admit, like if the president's like, you know, Rockefeller Center, it's kind of like, it feels sort of presidential in a way. Uh, Biggest yeah. tree kind of in the country sort of thing, yeah. right? Anyway, so they weren't in alignment. Now, at the White House, the Nixon tree, mm-hmm. that no lights, just tinsel. No needles. No, no needles, needles. No lights. It's not a blue spruce. <laughs> Nixon knows better. That's mm-hmm. the one we don't like, right? Is it a blue spruce? What was it? We had a whole thing about it. I think it, it was a blue spruce. Something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. All right. Disneyland. What do you think? No way. 
They fucking kept them on. All all of them on. They had more than 20 trees and several miles of illuminated holly bows. It's Disney's mission to bring us joy. And the spokesman was like, we don't want to disappoint thousands of visitors now, do we? (laughs) (laughs) Which I do have to give them that. Like if I went to Disney and because, you know, they're fucking freaks. These people that go to Disney for fucking Christmas. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) it's like if you. <laughs> made them spend thousands of dollars and then there's no fucking Christmas lights. Yeah. They would eat each other. <laughs> and then they would come for you. True. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah, that's a matter of national security right there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then um so there was this one so in the New York Times <laughs> article from the day he made his address on this, mm-hmm. um one woman says it's just a Nixon ploy to get our minds off Watergate, said Yolanda Stevens of Roxbury, Massachusetts. <laughs> this whole thing was post-Watergate? Yeah, I, that's, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, it's like Watergate, then the, then he's fucking like, like the, the, the electricity, like no Christmas, no oil. Yeah. People hate him. Bummer. He is a super bummer. Dude, raise everything. More yeah. lights, more speed lo- limits. More debt. <laughs> I mean, more fast. <laughs> more fast. <laughs> All right. So a couple little things that you might talk about a double nickel with. So if you are playing a hand of Texas Hold'em and you have a pair of fives, it's referred to as a speed limit. Oh, I get it. Uh-huh. It's a connection. My dad, when I told him I was working on this um, mm-hmm. idiom, he was like, oh man, double nickels. That's what we used to call the Tacony Palmyra Bridge because it used to cost 55 cents to go over. Oh, interesting. I thought that was so cool. Like, yeah. it's actually a colloquialism, too. So now you're going to use that, right? Right? Like, yeah. so everybody for the Tacony Palmyra Bridge, you call it the double nickel. What if we got it renamed? <laughs> Who do we email about that? Um, Who owns that bridge? Tacony or Palmyra? <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll get the interns on it at least. Get on it, Josh Free. Okay, and then my brother Jake, when I said it to him, because he was in the same room as my dad, he's like, oh, double nickels, that's actually a basketball term too, which is when you score 55 points oh. as an individual player in a game. Oh, so this idiom has really gotten around. Yeah, right? Good, good. Um, and then I think that might be where I end it. It's a great ending. You're not ending, are you? Oh, I just think that you might think this is interesting. Okay, what is it? All right. Do you know what the rec- the world record is for driving across the country? You mean like in terms fastest. of time? Or? Yeah, 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 fastest. What's the world record? Yeah. The across most, the country? Yep. I don't know, three hours? <laughs> three hours? <laughs> Oh my god, dude! What are you in like a rocket dead sled? I was thinking like a land, like a you know, like a really you fast. You can't even fly across the country <laughs> anywhere close. Sonic jet, maybe I don't know. All right, so what's the? Uh... Do you want to do a real guess? <laughs> Driving across the country. Um, no frills. Just trying to get from point A to point B. Tw- tw- 
23 hours. Jesus, that seems so fast. I thought you were going to guess higher than that. No, I mean, like, how long does it take? You're like right there. You're right there. 25 hours and 39 minutes. That's because I think that's how long it takes to get across the country. Well, dude, that was set in in, uh, May of 2020, that record. Whatever. I mean, that's pretty impressive. You want to know how fast the first record was ever? Hmm. 11 and a half days in 1914. I'm sure someone else has beaten that, but just never reported it to anybody. So here's the thing. There's this, this is what the backstory I was going to talk about was, there was this guy named Erwin George Baker. Yeah. And his nickname was Cannonball. Hmm. And his whole thing was he wanted to see like how fast he could get across the country. Hmm. So in 1914, he did it on an Indian motorcycle in 11 and a half days. Wow. That is. And it was like, that was like he started the idea of keeping a record of how fast you can get across. Yeah, the that country. is pretty cool. Right? Yeah, for sure. In 1933, he did his last run and broke his record, Damn, which, which awesome. hadn't been broken since he said it. Um, but he did it in a car this time. So mm-hmm. his new record was 53 hours and 30 minutes. Damn. So it went from like 11 and a half days down to now. Almost, like around two days. Wow. Right? It wasn't until 1971, 38 years after he had set it broken his own record, that this guy named Brock Yates, who like loved racing and was like obsessed with this guy Cannonball, he started something called the Cannonball Baker Sea to Shining Sea Memorial Trophy Dash. And these people, these like racer people, they go back and like they they keep trying to break this original mm. um, stretch and like and and this record that they the same starting point and same ending point uh, and try to break the record. It's a badass homage to this guy. Super badass. Like, first of all, this guy uh, that that like st- like started it back up in '71. He did it in a Dodge Custom Sports van known as Moon Trash Two. So this guy sounds like the fucking man. Yeah. I want a t-shirt that says that. Right? Moon Trash Trash 2. Like that wonder what Moon Trash. I don't even know. What do they look like? It's a great, it's a great like collection of words. Right? All right. So the reason I bring it all up is because this race was both framed as a celebration of the United States interstate highway system and as a protest against strict traffic laws, specifically the 55 mile per hour speed limit enforced on major highways. It all comes back around. Right? Yeah. That's impressive. And that's a wrap. So. (laughs) I did it right this time. That was great. (laughs) All right, so hey everyone, uh, if you want to get in touch, email us at don'tbeanidiom at gmail.com. It's uh, not too late to get your Do Be a Monster art submissions in. And remember, it can look like total garbage and you will still count as a talent. Yeah, we're not trying to exploit you as an artist. You don't have to spend no, any time on it. It's just a raffle thing. happy. Yeah, well, whatever's going to make you happy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, check out our Instagram it's if that's something that you do. Um, but yeah, you know, it'd be nice to... Oops. Check out the band camp. I was just sitting back listening to all the, uh, oh my God, the songs. Yeah. And, um, oh, it's fully updated. I took care of that. <laughs> That's a lie. I have passwords now. 
Anyway, and you know, it just I was just having fun with it. Cute. But I would say don't just use computer speakers because it just it's a little tinny sounding. Yeah. Alright, well until next time, don't be an an idiot. idiot. (laughs) Sip that. Sonny Joe, my daddy was the best, the best you know. If a toad was found, he'd choke it down. I wish that he was still around. When I was young, my daddy was a toad eater. Didn't have a fancy car or a house either. My friends had fireplaces, we had a space heater. Don't make lots of money as a toad eater, a toad eater, a toad eater. As far as those professions go, my pop was not on top of any totem pole. He's down in the slime, slurping up double time. But he loved it though, and he let you know When I was young my daddy was a toad eater Didn't have a fancy wife or a wallet neither When we found that dead body said we better eat her It's hard to make ends meet when you're a toad eater Toad eater, toad eater Don't get no respect Better write that check And on the memo line Write I had a real good time Watching that toad eater